This is Ben from Goat Whore. This is Brittany Slays from Unleash the Archers. This is Taylor Washington from Paladin. This is Nora from Battle Beast. This is Eric A.K. from Flotsam and Jetsam. You are listening to the Great Metal Debate Podcast. Hey metal fans, the podcast returns with another amazing metal artist interview. Today I'm joined by the guys from Indiana Metal Speedsters Wraith. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the Great Metal Debates. How you doing? Hey, how's it going? So we're here in Newport, Kentucky, uh, day two of Tri-State Terror Fest. See some awesome metal bands, including Wraith. Uh, first, how did you all come to play this fest? I want to say we were contacted by Will, the promoter, probably a little while ago at this point. Uh, was, with all the bands on the bill, it was honestly something we really couldn't pass up. We had the opportunity to play with Ringworm once before, and that band is kind of legendary, I think, to us. So it was really cool to have the chance to do it again. I understand you all hit the stage for the first time in a long time uh, back in June in Indy, along with your friends in Grave Ripper, uh, who we'll be seeing tonight. Uh, What was it like to finally get back to playing live and uh, the end of the great concert moratorium? Yeah, Um, it was amazing, honestly. I mean, we were all really looking forward to getting back on stage. I think we were all, uh, I don't want to say took for granted playing shows, but I think, you know, it's one of those things where like, well, yeah, we'll play a show, you know, when they come up or whatever. And, uh, we missed it. I mean, it was just having that opportunity to get back on stage, see a full, you know, packed crowd and see pits and, you know, people having a good time. It was just, you know, I was elated, man. I was, everyone was just lit up, I think, and, and just had really having a good time. So, and the support, truthfully, like I know without shows, we were a little worried because I think a lot for us, you know, bands like us, live shows are important and that we definitely felt like we were missing the opportunity to promote the music live. Um, but I think we tried to keep momentum with, you know, small releases during the pandemic and making sure we were relevant on social media and, you know, releasing new merchandise. So to, you know, walk into Black Circle and we just found out that we set the attendance record for that show. Um, Damn. Yeah. So it's pretty cool yeah. to see, you know, people excited for uh, to meet us or buy merchandise and they all like the music we released because truthfully you can only gain so much from reading, you know, what people say online. But to actually see people in person excited to see us play again, and truthfully, like Jason said, you know, we, we missed it. It was something that I think truthfully as a band we took for granted and I don't think that that's ever going to happen again at this Never. point. <laughs> yeah, pedaled in the metal for us. Well, and you kind of alluded to the issue about, you know, coming out of the pandemic, like, what are people's priorities going to be? I mean, a lot of people have, like, changed jobs, started volunteering places, (laughs) stopped doing, stopped going to church, just made changes in life, kind of reprioritized. It had to feel good to see that, like, people were still prioritizing going to live music. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Just the the fact that people, you know, still want to go to concerts. And I think, you know, that that was always our biggest thing was kind of keeping an eye on uh, the you know, the pulse of the pandemic and how things were progressing and knowing like we got to a point where, you know, it, it seemed safe and responsible to do it. You know, we, everyone kind of shut down their tours and their shows, but we felt good knowing, you know, with the way vaccination rates have been going and everything else like that, that it was now a safe time to get everyone together and to see it back and just kind of be like the next day, a year and a half later, you know, the next show a year and a half later, like 
It was just amazing. Well, great energy. I mean, can't compare it. I think that that was probably our the first show we had been to since the pandemic, and we're all like live music enthusiasts. Like we we try to catch every you know big band or bands that come through that we enjoy in Chicago. So you know to travel to Indy to play our first show back. I mean, we were just as excited to be at a show, like, you know, to walk in and, yeah, mingle with people and get the opportunity to, like, watch bands. We had, It was awesome. Everything about it was great. Not not to focus too much on the past year and a half, which wasn't a lot of fun for everybody, but I, I am curious about, uh, and you alluded to, uh, releasing some music, but kind of what was that experience like, and were you all able to keep uh, a rapport with the fans as far as maybe through social media and that way, even though you couldn't maybe see them in person at shows? Sure, yeah. So Chris is like, our bass player, is, he's the social media king. He does such a great job with all of our social media channels and, and interacting with people and kind of keeping us informed. Um, so I think just making sure that that was still relevant. For us, a big thing was making sure that we were releasing some material. We wanted to not, because we had Absolute Power that came out, and that really got legs, and we didn't want us to like squander that opportunity to like keep growing as a band. So for, for us, I think the priority was how do we keep giving people at least music if we can't play it for them, you know, let's, let's put some music out. And uh, well, all four of us are best friends, and I think that that's one thing that we kind of cherish in the band. So we, throughout the whole pandemic, kept up with each other, honestly, probably daily. I think I talked to these guys every Every day, um, we didn't get to see each other, but I think the idea was that we were talking and saying, like, so you know, what can we provide people during this time? Because I know that that helped me a lot. I think finding new music for me was huge during the pandemic. I discovered tons of bands. Just there's nothing else to do. <laughs> yep. So even though you weren't able to maybe focus on your own musicianship, you 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 became in some ways uh, even more devoted music fan. Yeah, for sure. Just a consumer of music, absolutely. Yeah, I think that was awesome. Yeah, I think and a lot of bands felt that way. A lot of bands were interested in putting things out to kind of keep people engaged. It was really cool. It was like, trying to make the best of a bad situation, but that, I would say that that was one very good thing that came of it. Well, let's dive in and talk about Wraith's music. Uh, in addition to uh, many other releases, you have two two full-length albums, uh, the aforementioned Absolute Power and then 2018's Heed the Warning. Uh, now, musically, to my ears at least, you guys keep it pretty close to the vest, pretty straightforward speed, thrash, uh, maybe a sprinkling of punk in there. Um, t- sounds that, to me, showing my age here, would be at home back in the 80s. Is is that approach, is it like a conscious decision you all make? Or when you get together and, and start jamming, is that just the way the music comes out? I would say, honestly, I think it's so ingra- that is so ingrained in us that it, I think by default that's what comes out when we get together. Uh, all of us are absolute you know, worshippers of the 80s thrash metal and punk rock to that extent. All of us love punk rock the same, too. You know, me and Mike grew up as like in the punk rock scene when we were teenagers and we were in countless DIY punk rock bands. So I think that kind of combined with our passion for metal we just took that punk rock mentality got a little bit better at our instruments and and uh-huh. then figured like well why can't if punk rock bands can do this why can't we just do this with our metal band there's no reason we couldn't and i think that the attitude is just gen it's just us being genuine that that is who we are as people and i think my hope is at this point that if people have interacted with us or met us or seen us at shows like we're not trying to be flashy we're trying to play what we've always wanted to hear and i think we caught kind of the the new wave of this like black and thrash thing kind of early on and we saw that there was bands that could successfully do that and i think we took that as an opportunity for us to do that like if they could do it and that's what we love why can't we write songs that we want to hear our hope was that people wanted to hear them too and i think we're finding out as the years go on that that's true but that was kind of our mentality is let's just do it let's go all in 
box. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the cool thing for me is we're four very different people, so we have different kind of musical backgrounds. So it's like, you know, for me, I got into playing guitar from punk rock years ago, you know, 20 years ago. But then I got into a lot of, like, the, you know, Bay Area thrash bands, you know, like the Metallicas, but really Testament, Heathen, bands like that was huge for me. So it's kind of funny because from there, that's really influenced my guitar playing. So I got into all the Shred guys, the 80s Shred guys. Then I got into, like, progressive rock and metal. So, I mean, death metal, all that stuff. But it's kind of cool because I feel like every member of Wraith kind of brings a different background, you know, whether it's more focused on kind of the rock and roll stuff or, like, you know, the Motorhead influences or the punk rock stuff or different types of thrash, different types of speed metal. So there's always ideas flowing and everyone kind of approaches the songwriting process a little bit different so everyone kind of adds their pieces in which is really cool and that's something i somewhat joke about you know going back to the 80s but in, in a way i don't think for you guys as musicians there's any way to do that you can't unhear the the black metal the the, the prog rock like all everything that's happened and even though it might not be front and center it, it seems to me like you're sprinkling that in along the way yeah, yeah i would say that's 100 percent true like you know we, and we're all really diverse honestly like it's not just punk rock and metal that we enjoy like most of the time we're all listening to something you wouldn't expect it we always joke we have garage beers after every practice and it could be anything from Ice Cube, uh, you know, the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah, Eagles. yeah, sure. Yeah, it just depends. But I feel like when we all are in the basement and we pick up our instruments, Wraith just happens pretty organically. Like, that sound isn't something we say, like, well, let's write a Wraith song. When we start playing music, that's what comes out, and <laughs> I think all of us really like it. And for, as far as I'm concerned, as long as we're satisfied with it, you know, that's all we could ever ask for. I, I've said it a, a bunch of times, but I think we would be doing this anyway <laughs> whether people enjoyed it or not it's something that we feel really strongly about so as far as i'm concerned you know we're, we're kind of doing what feels right to us so you will have a new album uh undo the chain set for september release through redefining darkness records how long has that material been in the works so uh, some of the songs go back quite a while. I know some of the songs were ideas that, like, you know, Matt had kicked around with Mike um, and, you know, Chris. And a lot of the songs were, you know, kind of formulated last year, I'd say. So it's probably a good mix, right? Sure. I'd say there's at least probably three songs that have been kicking around in some form for a few years. Um, but then really it was uh, when we were able to kind of get back together at the, you know, tail end of last year and really write and kind of arrange the songs, that's when, you know, a lot of those ideas kind of came to fruition. You know, we were able to bridges together oh yeah it's a cool chorus let's add this in oh we'll write a verse riff write a mosh part whatever and all of a sudden before we knew it hey we've got this you know 12 new songs this you know awesome in our opinion record um so it was kind of cool that you know we were able to solidify that the timing worked out really well last year kind of having that time to do it yeah i think that there's even a song on undo the chains that we didn't use for absolute power i think it was something that we had kind of like we tried and it felt like we were shoehorning it in there to an extent so we figured well let's just sit on it for a minute and we'll see what comes of it and, and we ended up reworking the song and it, in my opinion it's one of my favorite songs on the record so it could be as far back as you know absolute power at this point but we've been working on it for a really long time uh, now, in July, you released a single off this new album, the track Cloaked in Black. Uh, so far, what's been the response to that? And will we be hearing that one or any of the other new songs this evening? Yeah, so the response so far has been awesome to that song. I mean, we were all chomping at the bit to release it. I think, you know, kind of coming off everything we just talked about, like, it was huge for us to kind of put something new out there. And we felt like Cloaked really represented the sound of the album. 
um, just that it has some different elements. You know, it's still that rate sound that I think everyone really enjoys, but we also tried to throw in a lot of different influences, a lot of kind of more of the, like, late 80s Bay Thrash stuff, you know, kind of Testament Exodus sort of influences in there as well. Um, but just really cool song. I think it, it really encapsulates everything we're trying to do. It's got a lot of cool parts, cool solos, you know, so uh, kind of uh, on the lead guitar side, uh, you know, been working with the band for a number of years now, but this is the first album where I'm a full-fledged member, um, and we did a lot of cool lead parts, a lot of cool lead breaks, fills, that type of thing, so um, I think the response for the song has been absolutely great, and apart from just Cloaked, yeah, you will. we're going to play Cloaked tonight for sure, and I think we've got Sweet. at least two other new yeah, songs we're going to play, we'll see, right, so. we'll fit in any other ones, but <laughs> yeah, and the response to the new songs live has been phenomenal so far. You know. I was hoping that's the answer I'd get because I was yeah, yeah. I was looking forward to hear that. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask about the fact that there are a number of other metal bands that also go by the name Wraith. Uh, I'm curious, has that caused any problems for you in the past? Or perhaps has it been a benefit with fans of those other bands checking you all out and getting turned on to your music? Sure. So funny enough, I looked up the name Wraith at the time, and there was one other band that shared the name that had been inactive for a very long time. And since then, we found that there have been quite a few bands that have started. We're actually working on kind of like getting some ownership of the name currently. So hopefully we are the only Wraith because I feel like our brand, truthfully, is just as important as our music at this point. I mean, I think we have a our imagery is really cool. I think our logo stands out. So we're working really, really hard on making sure that that stays with us. But uh, I think in terms of other bands fans finding us if they do cool uh, but my my hope is that they're looking for us first <laughs> honestly yeah yeah, yeah I, I want to be the wraith yeah uh so here the music starting so uh we'll we'll begin to wrap up but before that i want to uh, do a few quick hitter questions and i'll just kind of alternate back between sure. you two uh first what's the best metal concert you've ever seen uh, power trip at Reggie's, and I think that was Matt and I actually went to that. When was that? Was that 2018? 2018. Then my answer is the same. So I'll, absolute I'll, I'll, I'll share Jason. Absolute insanity. Absolute insanity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in your experience, what U.S. state has the most rabid metal fans? Ooh, that's really tricky. I think, well, this year is proving Indiana, like the Midwest, have been absolutely incredible, and it's an honor to be from the Midwest, but I think I think heavy metal and thrash metal lies in the West Coast. I would say that those guys typically tend to, to, to currently wear the crown, but if we can steal it from them, we will. Uh, if you lived in prehistoric times, would you be a hunter or a gatherer? I'd probably be a gatherer, honestly. I would say I'd be a gatherer. I would be a hunter. Yeah, I think I have the mentality. Yeah. I could, I could do it. <laughs> and who would win in a fight, Spider-Man or Batman? Oh, I thought you were going to say me or Jason. <laughs> oh, that's we, we'll do it right that's now. Uh, yeah, we can do it. Yeah, I think Spider-Man would win in a fight. Absolutely. I think Batman would. I think Batman would win that fight. And finally, what happens when we die? Uh, unfortunately, absolutely nothing. <laughs> I don't know, so I live each day like it could be my last. Great answer. Love that. So, after this show tonight in Newport, uh, what are the band's plans leading up to the album release, and do you expect to have a live release show? 
So we're working on the live release show, so details to come on that. But we, our second single will come out this week on Wednesday, August 11th. So stay tuned for that. Um, Full Terror Assault is our next show on the books. Um, that's in September, so we're excited to play that. Uh, you can check us out online to get the details on what we have going on the rest of the year. But we're working to kind of stay busy now that we have the opportunity to. So our hope is that we can get to everybody who likes us and, and they can come check out a show. I think the experience lies in the live show for us. So if you've had the opportunity to see us, you'll know. But if you haven't, definitely try to make it a point to come out and check us out live. Oh, I think the goal is to play places we haven't played before and to get to, to fans that haven't seen us before. Uh, so, you know, if we get asked and it makes sense, the answer is yes, pretty much. I think that's where we're at right now. So. Nice. I love album release shows. To me, there's so, there's something extra special about that yeah, when you're, like, totally. unveiling the, the album. I just yeah. I love them. Uh, finally, what is the best way for fans to purchase music and merchandise from Wraith, including the soon-to-be-released album, Undo the Chains? So the best way would be to find us on Instagram. Our handle is Wraith Thrash, all under all lowercase. Uh, on the biography section of that, our link tree is there, which will direct you to our Spotify, our Bandcamp, our Facebook, our contact information for booking. So if you want to get in touch with us or you want to buy merchandise, find us on Instagram. Hit that link tree. It's going to take you to Bandcamp. We really try to put out new merchandise very often, so we do limited we do limited runs of lots of designs. So if you want to check something out, try to snag it early because they do typically leave pretty quickly but that is the easiest way Matt and Jason going to let you guys go so you can get ready for your show thank you all so much uh, I'm looking forward to both seeing you all play tonight as well as this upcoming album in September yeah. thank you guys thank, thank you, so you. appreciate yeah. it really appreciate it thanks